This is the Berman Method Podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the Berman Method podcast. I'm Jenny, physician assistant, and uh, my husband, Dr. Jake Berman, is normally with me, although not today. If you listened last week, you probably heard him talk a little bit or maybe rant a little bit about Medicare and how this is affecting our medical system. Today, I am here solo, and we are going to be talking about cortisol. Cortisol is probably something that everyone or most everyone has heard of and how it can affect us for many reasons. can affect our mind, can affect our sleep, can affect our hunger, our weight. Uh, A lot of people correlate elevated cortisol levels to abdominal weight, which is actually a true thing. So we're going to talk a little bit more in depth today about how cortisol impacts us, how it can lead to weight gain, number one, but number two can also lead to metabolic dysfunctions like diabetes, prediabetes, even cardiovascular disease, so heart disease. So if you have or anyone in your family has, which is probably 99% of people either encompasses them or their family, having abdominal weight, heart disease like heart attacks, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, elevated blood sugar, then this is something that you need to listen to and then send to your friends and family to listen to because this could be something to help you out. So cortisol is a glucocorticoid hormone. It's a stress hormone. Uh, Cortisol is often released in times of chronic stress, but there's many other factors that can lead to why cortisol is being released and why it's elevated. So it's true in that cortisol can actually cause a redistribution of white adipose tissue, which is our fat tissue. Elevated cortisol levels can actually redistribute that fat tissue to the abdominal area, leading us to kind of that flat tire, uh, more pear shape with the weight being in the abdominal area and our back section uh, lower down and our buttocks that that area. So this is often a result of elevated cortisol levels. And we want to know why are cortisol levels elevated and what can we do to improve that? So, you know, I had mentioned that this glucocorticoid hormone called cortisol can actually lead to the results of the abdominal weight, the cardiovascular disease, and the metabolic syndrome. But it's also a vicious cycle that the foods that we're eating that are high in sugar can lead to the elevated cortisols. The interrupted sleep can lead to cortisol. So we have to really target this as a whole. So to back up a little bit, when we have high stress, it leads to a vasoconstriction within the body, which 
essentially then causes a release of epinephrine. So you might have heard of, I'm getting a little deep here, but epinephrine and norepinephrine, these are released in times of stress or the flight or fight system. So when this is released, it can actually increase glucose, which is sugar. So again, this is a very systemic, uh, vicious cycle of elevated cortisol leads to insulin resistance. Insulin resistance can lead to increased cortisol. What is insulin resistance? Insulin resistance is a metabolic dysfunction in which the body is not metabolizing carbohydrates and sugars efficiently. So now the you're eating and the body is actually storing food as sugar, which again then turns to abdominal fat rather than utilizing food for fuel. Now I mentioned just a few minutes ago that eating high glycemic index, what does that mean? Foods that are high in simple sugars, so white breads, ice cream, potato chips, white rice, angel food cake, these things are high in simple sugars or high on the glycemic index as opposed to carbohydrates like vegetables, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, zucchini, squash, peas, carrots. Although those are a little bit starchy, they're lower on the glycemic index or on that simple sugar scale. So when we consume food, that are high in the glycemic index, that can also lead to an elevation of cortisol. So not only do we have this higher sugar food that our body is not metabolizing, now it's increasing the cortisol level, which ultimately causes further insulin resistance. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. With That insulin resistance, meaning the body is not metabolizing the carbohydrates and sugars. Having an elevated cortisol level can actually lead to that as well because cortisol actually blunts the sensitivity to insulin, the body's sensitivity to insulin. So if we are not as sensitive to the insulin that's being released, then the body has to release more insulin to be able to balance our blood sugar. So when we have such a high level of insulin and the body is not responding to it, then that also creates a chronically elevated blood sugar level or a large blood sugar instability, which then is going to cause the body to store sugar as fat. So now we're having a redistribution of fat to the abdominal area from the elevation of the cortisol level, and the body is storing more fat because of the chronic elevation of blood sugar. So this is a, you know, very difficult situation for the body. It's very challenging to burn fat and not store fat when our glucose level is chronically elevated and the cortisol level is chronically elevated. Okay, so that was a lot of information. I'm just going to kind of overview very quickly to say cortisol is a hormone released from due to chronic stress, which we're going to talk even a little bit more about that, but it's released due to chronic stress. It can actually be a response to 
high glycemic foods in your diet. So in your teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, if you're eating more carbohydrates, fast foods, the kind of unhealthy foods, that could also lead to a chronic cortisol elevation later in your 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, so, you know, the chronic elevation of the cortisol level due to stress or due to the high glycemic foods is leading to a blood sugar instability or the body's inability to really metabolize metabolize food efficiently, leading to a higher blood sugar level, and also the redistribution of the fat to the abdominal area due to this elevated cortisol. Now, let's talk about chronic stress a little bit and what causes this chronic release of the cortisol level. So initially, when a stressful situation happens, you might find that your appetite actually goes down. And that's pretty normal from a different type of stress hormone that's released during acute stress. But over time, due to chronic stress or ongoing stress, the cortisol level does rise. These two hormones that are released during acute stress and chronic stress can also actually lead to degranulation of the mast cells, which ultimately means that the body can be at higher risk for things like asthma and eczema. So your skin disorder, your breathing disorder can actually be a result of stress as well. It's really crazy how this all plays in. And I know we're kind of all over the board here, but it all plays into one thing. So we have an access in our body called the HPA access, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal. Now, starting in the brain is where that stress uh, hormone starts, and then it talks to the adrenal glands, which is actually what releases the cortisol hormone. If this HPA access is being chronically disturbed from stress, whether it's food that you're eating is stressing your body out, if it's work, family, your children, activity, so over-exercising, all of these things can lead to a chronic stress in the body, which then releases the cortisol. You know, something else could be something like a traumatic event. So a family member passed away, a car accident, studying for boards. You know, if you go through a master's degree or a doctorate degree and you have to study for boards, this could also lead to that internal chronic stress. And we had talked about, you know, several times throughout this podcast that chronic stress also can damage the internal lining of the intestines, which then could lead to a leaky gut system. And the leaky gut can also cause the chronic stress or the chronic cortisol release as well. So again, there's a lot that plays into why the HPA access is being disturbed, which is leading to that chronic uh, release of the cortisol. So now we've talked about traumatic events, HPA access dysfunction, high glycemic foods. Some other causes of elevated cortisol levels can be medications. So if your doctor puts you on certain medications for other autoimmune conditions. It could be alcohol leading to a chronic elevation of the cortisol level. Sleep deprivation. That's a huge one that I want to talk more about. 
One other one too uh, that can lead to the chronic level elevation of the cortisol levels can be night eating. So waking up at night and eating can actually cause this problem too. So let's talk a little bit about sleep deprivation. Uh, you know, in the fast pace world that we live in, we just oftentimes don't sleep enough. So that's the number one problem leading to this interrupted sleep cycle. We go to bed too late. We wake up too early. We're watching television. We're on our cell phones in bed, which is leading to a disruption of the REM cycle or that deep sleep. But this not sleeping enough hours and not getting into a REM sleep can actually lead to the chronic elevation of cortisol. Now, on the other side of that is the chronic elevation of cortisol can actually lead to disrupted sleep, so you can't fall asleep or stay asleep. I have many clients that tell me when they have, you know, cortisol elevation or insulin resistance, both of them can lead to waking up between 2 and 4 a.m. and you just can't go back to sleep. The biggest cause for that is because of the blood sugar instability. Your blood sugar is rising and falling around that time, and the body doesn't like that. But it also could be a result of the cortisol level spiking between 2 and 4 a.m., causing in a wake-up cycle. Naturally, the body's cortisol is supposed to spike around 6 a.m., which would be great because that's generally when normal people will wake up in the morning and get their day started. The issue with chronic elevation of cortisol is it's actually spiking several times a day. So it's spiking at 6 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., 8 p.m., 2 a.m. So we're constantly being revved up. But remember, I mentioned that cortisol leads to that insulin resistance. So now every time your cortisol level is spiking during the day, it also leads to an insulin spike, which then we talked about insulin can lead to weight gain. So we're going back again, talking about how cortisol can cause weight gain when it, you know, with all these different reasons, sleep deprivation being one of them. Now, when the cortisol spikes at, you know, 2 a.m., we wake up. When it spikes at 4 a.m., we wake up. When it spikes at 6 a.m., we're dragging ourselves out of bed. But this constant spiking and waking is really interrupting that deep sleep, which then just results in the chronic elevation of cortisol. So we just keep going back to like these vicious cycles of, I can't sleep, so my cortisol's high. My cortisol's high because I can't sleep. My body is craving carbohydrates and sugars, so I eat them, which can cause an increase of cortisol. Or uh, my cortisol is elevated, so I'm craving carbohydrates and sugar because of the body's need for that comfort food and more sugar. So what can we do to break this cycle? There has to be something to break this cycle. How can we get the cortisol levels down? How can we get our hunger under control? How can we improve our sleep? There's definitely ways to interrupt this cycle and to get your body on track. 
So, you know, there's a couple of supplements that I will recommend to people with chronic fatigue or chronic elevation of cortisol or chronic stress. There's certain amino acids in our body, one of them specifically being L-theanine, that is very helpful in reducing this chronic stress, reducing the elevation of the cortisol levels or the cortisol response to stress. Now, of course, these supplements aren't going to take your stress away, but we are going to be reducing the response to the stress. So if the body is not responding to it as much in a negative way, we're not going to be releasing the cortisol as much. So L-theanine being a big one, which is a natural amino acid that many of us just don't make enough of. We don't have a therapeutic level with the amount of stress that we have going on in our life. So that's a huge one to help with reducing the stress response and the cortisol elevation. There's other supplements that can help with actually improving the body's response to leptin, which is one of the hunger hormones in the body. We have leptin and ghrelin. Leptin and ghrelin tell us when we are hungry. They tell us when we're satisfied, when we're having cravings. So if we can control the body's sensitivity to leptin, then that can actually reduce the sugar cravings that we're having. If we can reduce the sugar cravings that we're having and we're eating less sugar, that will help with bringing cortisol all levels down as well, and in turn will also help with weight loss. So supplements to help with the control of the leptin and the ghrelin hormones internally can be very, very helpful. So we have to, you know, break these vicious cycles with supporting the internal hormones. And then once we're able to support the internal hormones, get the right macronutrients into our body for fuel, meaning the protein, the carbohydrates, and the fats, getting the right balance of those will provide the right fuel to the body, which then we'll be able to use to improve the metabolism. We will have better blood sugar stability. We'll have better energy. We will improve our sleep because again, the blood sugar is stable. So we're actually going to be able to sleep through the night. And then the body will start to respond in being able to burn fat instead of storing fat, bringing our cortisol levels down so we're not actually redistributing that white adipose tissue to the abdominal area. One thing I didn't talk about was supplements for sleep. Now, there are certainly things that can help us with falling asleep and staying asleep. Now, I'm not a huge you know, push for prescription medications to sleep because I don't think that actually treats the problem. I initially don't even recommend supplements to help patients with sleep because typically if we fix the underlying cause, the sleep will drastically improve in the first couple of weeks without even having to use a medication or a supplement for this. If we are targeting that chronic elevation of the cortisol and the chronic instability of the blood sugar and improving those, the body will be able to naturally fall asleep and stay asleep. There's no doubt about that. 
We've also talked a little bit about in the prior weeks on the Berman Method podcast about vitamin deficiencies. So looking into things like magnesium and iron deficiencies, which could actually cause sleep-related issues too, whether it's uh, waking up and not being able to go back to sleep, muscle cramps, restless leg syndrome. So again, targeting the body as a whole to fix the problem instead of just treating the symptoms. This has been a lot to say that cortisol, which is that glucocorticoid hormone released due to chronic stress, can be one of the factors to these vicious cycles that were constantly in the hamster wheel, you know, just running, 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 trying to figure out how we can get out, how we can stop these cycles. The elevation of cortisol, whether it's from the HPA axis dysfunction, the chronic stress, alcohol, the high glycemic foods, sleep deprivation, the night eating, a big one there, all these things lead to that elevation of the cortisol, which then, yes, leads to that insulin resistance and abdominal weight. So we really want to you know, look at this as a whole, figure out which one of those do you have or which ones, maybe multiple, and start from the bottom and go up. Fix the problem and then transition into the better lifestyle. Rather than just taking medications, let's figure out what's causing this. Yes, natural supplementation may be helpful in getting, you know, stepping in, getting you out of that hamster wheel while we treat the body. But then the ultimate goal is that you only need these things in certain situations. So, you know, you don't need L-theanine forever, but once you're stable and off of it and in a good position and you're feeding your body the right fuel, but a situation happens, whether it's a family issue occurs or a big sale in your business or, you know, something that triggers that stress response, then you take the L-theanine on an as needed basis. But hopefully you won't need it forever. Questions about this, you know, call or um, look at us online, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness. Give us a call, send us an email, download one of our free reports, reach out to us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, if you have specific questions regarding this cortisol elevation and how to disrupt this vicious cycle. These are, you know, of course, nothing here is to specifically treat you, but just to give you ideas to think about and say, okay, what could be causing my specific problems? And then reach out to your medical provider or to us for help on your body specifically and getting you in the right direction. Cool. So that was a lot of information. I highly recommend going back and listening to that a second time or a third time just to really be able to take it all in. So next week, we will be back together, Jake and I. Looking forward to that. Again, thank you for joining us on the Berman Method podcast where we treat problems and not symptoms. Thank you for subscribing, following us on social media. We give uh, you know lots of priceless information on those platforms as well, recipes, workouts, golf tips. So we look forward to interacting with you guys there as well. Have a great day.
Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.